Gutter Trash is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. Trash. My name is Eric. I'm Jason. This is episode 53, Daredevil Yellow by our buddy, Jeff Loeb. Loeb and Sale. Tim Sale. How you doing? I'm excellent. Good to hear. Feeling good. How are you? Yeah. That's all right then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, I don't know. For some reason, I'll, I just I wanted to wish you ill will. Really? Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's been one of those days. Really? Yeah. Bad day? Uh, not a bad day, just uh, I'm tired of people. Just tired of uh, everyone. I saw you were playing the Grand Theft Auto when I came in. Were you running over people just to take you out your uh, frustration? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's the reason why I have those games, yeah, pretty much. You had to interact socially today, didn't you? Uh, no, I didn't have to. <laughs> but, uh, and I didn't. Yeah. Uh, at least... Not on any great basis or anything like that, and what I did wasn't a negative experience by any means. Right. Uh, I'm just, I don't know, I'm just uh, in one of those general moods where I'm just fed up with the human race in general. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, they are. You can't get away from them. Nope. Got little kids who want to be Dog the Bounty Hunter, and, you know, well, I mean, that really should say enough right there. Yeah, that, that's a role model for <laughs> our youth here. <laughs> well, I gotta admit, he does have a sweet, sweet mane. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Very true. Gotta love the time and attention that he takes to that moment. I would call it a power mullet. It is definitely a power mullet. It, it yeah. is up there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Upper echelon of mullets I've seen. The one of the finest. Yeah. One of the finest. And one of the most well-known. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As right. far as current. Yeah. yeah. You know. Because, right. I mean, like, even... Even, like, I'm sure Winger have shaved their mullets now. They probably have, like, some long hair. Right, right. They might have... Maybe there might be one mullet in the band still. Right, right. But most most people better from that era have, like, moved on. Right, right. Right. There's the, uh, they still do fancy things with their hair, but, yeah, it's definitely... It's no longer exactly a mullet. Right. And like you said, yeah, the, probably, like, the bass player still has one or something like that. Well, I, I guess in Winger, that would be Winger. <laughs> But other bands, I, yeah. like I saw Poison a few years ago, right. no mullets. Right. I mean, maybe you could say Brett Michaels had a mullet, except for he's bald on top, right? right. Which automatically just includes. Oh, that's a skullet. It is a skullet. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, even the drummer, he had like just like short hipster indie rock hair, right? Right. And the bass player had like just super short hair, like uh, businessman short hair, right? Right. And then uh, high and tight, high and tight. Yeah. Uh, CC Deville never had a mullet yeah. ever. Yeah. Which gotta love that, but impressive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you know, Brent Michaels though uh, hasn't he always worn some sort of uh, headpiece in addition to the hair? Um, on some of maybe, the maybe like in the early stuff he didn't. Sort of look what the cat dragged in videos. He doesn't have a, 
anything on his hair. Okay, right, right. And, and he just has, like, big shades and, like, uh, girls' glitter jackets on. Right, right, right. But, but yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, no, no headgear. Yeah. I see, I thought he adopted it because Axl Rose made it huge. Right. But I think it was because he was starting going bald. Well, yeah. Yeah. Which is probably why Axl Rose made it huge. Because <laughs> he was going bald. Uh, he's, he's got hair. Is it real, though? It's like cornrows, right? Well, it's now it's cornrows. Yeah. yeah. Or dreadlocks or whatever whatever the fuck he has. Whatever he bought it. Who knows? He's disappeared from the public eye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Ooh. Well, impromptu uh, gas. Mm. Yes. Well, that's isn't that the only way gas ever comes out? Ah. Impromptu. Ah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Very rarely planned. Unless uh, you're like doing the dude thing where you like walk by your buddy who's like eating cold pizza on the couch, and you're like, "Hey, what you watching?" And you just fart right in front of his face, and you're like, "Ah!" That's like, that's purposeful, okay. malicious, even. Yeah. That's never happened to me, uh, mostly because I've never lived with anyone yeah. else. So, <laughs> me, me and Doogie have done that yeah. on occasion to each other. <clears throat> it's kind of fun. Yeah, you seem like you would do that. I I, I know, and I, like <clears throat> I, like I would never even think to do that to you. It wouldn't be like, well, Eric might find this offensive. I would I would <laughs> I would find it offensive to do that to you. But like I mean, <laughs> like every once in a while, I feel this like you know. <laughs> special kind of bond with someone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that it's any better than our bond. It's just a different kind of bond. Right. Where I feel like I can fart on him, and right. he, and he can fart on me. Right. And then like we're okay. Yeah. I appreciate that. Like I wouldn't even do it to my brother. I wouldn't right, fart on my right, brother. Right. I would. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, I mean, we're we're comfortable enough that that we can fart around around each other, around each other, but but in the not, vicinity of right, right, but uh, not. On. Aiming, right, yeah. right, yeah, exactly. Huh. Yeah, I think that's uh, yeah. The, the you and Doogie have uh, uh, well, I mean, you just said that you wouldn't do it to your brother, so that that takes away it, the, yeah. the brotherly thing. It's but weird. Uh, and it's not like I have a secret crush on him because I would never right. fart on my girlfriend, right? right. Yeah, <laughs> unless she specifically wants Asked, to, right, like some yeah. sort of weird kinky thing, Dutch oven, right? right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's hot. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, maybe that's like some sort of, uh, uh, like, like you, you didn't go to a college or anything like that, so you were never like in a, in a frat or in a dorm right, or anything. Right. So maybe that's just some sort of primal sort of animalistic instinct. Roommate, roommate sort of yeah, connection. Yeah. 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 yeah that's true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, actually, and the only other person I remember having that uh, same relationship with was my ex-roommate, Nick. Mm. Yeah, I totally, we totally fired on each other. Yeah, I think, yeah, that may just, you know, yeah. come with the territory. And he was my first roommate when I was 18. Right, yeah. in with him. Now, uh, you've got two other roommates, so would you fart on them? On Mindy and Theo? Yeah. Uh, I would on Theo, just because <laughs> he's a little kid, and I feel... That's hilarious. Yeah, any sort of, like, domination <laughs> where you can... You, know, you find someone who has less power than you in the world, you can really just give it what for. No, I, I don't think I'd ever... I've farted on my dog before. Like, well, that's also, you know, different. And, and like... I've farted on my cats before, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I'll be like, we'll be playing, we'll be fl- playing fetch or whatever, ball in the basement, and, uh, 
and I just like come here, Uma. And this is from purely for my own amusement because no one else is around. And I'll just put my my butt right on her forehead, and I just let one rip. And, and she just like looks up at me like with her tail wagging, like Haha, that was fun. And I love that about her. That's why dogs are great. You know. Yeah. It's a special special kind of thing. Ah. Uh. I think we've we've hit a new low on the show. <laughs> Just fart talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's some sort of weird a- animal abuse. So <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I've, I've, I've have you yeah. had that bond with anyone? The fart bond? No, not the fart bond. Uh, yeah. Uh, other than your cat. Other than my cat, yeah. Uh, which you know, uh, it's mostly funny because uh, you know the reaction of the cat is not like. You know, your dog reacting, you know, like she's wagging her tail. Right. The cat freaks out. <laughs> you know, just, uh, like, it just kind of goes back. The ears go down. Right. It's just like, what the fuck was that? But, but it, I bet it's a bit more scared of, like, the noise. Or yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's not like, that was rude, buddy. No, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> like, hey, you know, uh, cats have farted on me before, too. Oh, yeah. That's the worst smell in the world. Cats have puked on me. That is the, one of the worst things yeah. in the world. In addition to the cat fart smell. Cat farts. They, they're yeah. gross. Yeah. They are rancid. You know, dog farts are funny, but I've never <laughs> smelled them. Like, Uma farts all the time. Like, usually when she hops onto, like, a bed or a couch, right. she'll be like, it'll be a little squeaker, you know, just a tiny yeah, little one. Yeah. And, uh, should we move away from the fart talk? Yeah, let's <laughs> <Okay>. try. <laughs> let's try. Yeah. All right. I was just thinking, that, I was like, we could go a full hour. I could go a full hour. <laughs> Talking about the farts. Oh man. Uh. <laughs> and plus, I'm a vegetarian. I eat a ton of beans. So, you, so it, yeah. vegetarians are naturally gassy. Yeah, we are. Yeah. It goes through me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I find now that I'm at a loss for any other thing to talk about. <laughs> you want to move back into the fart thing? Just, we, we seem to. Well, we're uh, excelling at that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh. Ex- expelling at that. <laughs> yeah. Anything else uh, exciting going on other than seeing your neighbors emulate the bounty hunters with mullets? <laughs> um. Uh, not really. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, 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 uh. Just. Doing some color in my song? Did some... <coughs> Motherfucker. <coughs> That's Cleveland oh. beer doing that right there. Uh, straight from Lake Erie. Yeah, woo! <laughs> and into my lungs. Just like Lake Erie. <laughs> it is. In Cleveland. Yeah. I haven't uh, been to Cleveland once. Years back. Been there twice, and, uh... Both times, uh, I, I may have mentioned this on the show, I don't remember, but uh, Cleveland has an odor. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's 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 uh, rank, much like a fart. Does it, yeah, I was going to say, how does it go up with uh, cat farts? Uh, cat farts are still infinitely worse. Worse than Cleveland. Worse wow, than Cleveland. You've heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> not, not worse than uh, Gary, Indiana, though, I'm sure. No, Gary, Indiana is pretty awful. Just right over a cat fart. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, color. I mean, oh, yeah, I did some color here. Yeah, it looked good. Yeah, I've seen it. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No. 
So did Frank Miller ever email us? No. <laughs> He's not pissed. Uh, why would he be pissed? They're his words. Yeah, it's true. Very true. <laughs> well, I think we, we added to them, though. We were, like, you know, giving our comments about his, uh, well, we've his been delivery of those words. We've been doing that since uh, day one. Yeah. Or at least since the day we heard that the first time. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, now we've all we've done is just... Uh, Present it to the the four people in our audience who have never heard. It. Yeah. yeah, I like to call them the public. Yeah. Those four. Well, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the public itself actually heard those on NPR oh, a NPR. long time ago. Do you think they're bigger than us? Uh, yeah, yeah, really? I think that. Okay, I think, yeah, not by much. It's because of the commercials, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. We need to get out there. Yeah. Maybe we could do local business commercials. They wouldn't know. They wouldn't understand that nobody from around here listens to us. Yeah. We'll try that. Uh, I, I don't understand. <laughs> oh, speaking of commercials, this is exciting. Let me tell you this. All right. As of, actually, by the time this is uh, listenable by anyone other than me and you, uh, there should be a Mavericks billboard up on uh, Route 35. Oh, wow. It's a, actually a joint billboard. Half Game Swap, half Mavericks. Yeah. Uh, Ron Wiley had someone design it. And uh, Jack split the cost with him. Yeah, yeah. So apparently it's kind of generic. Um, I have seen the mock-up or the, you know, right. whatever. There's no, like... The proof. Yeah. yeah. There's no, like... Well, obviously there's no, like, Spider-Man or any right, right. actual character, but there's not even, like... You know how, like, you'll see a, a laundry mat that's called, like, Super Wash or something, and there's, like, a hodgepodge superhero, right? right. Well, like... Iron Man's suit and Batman's cape or something. Or, like, almost Superman, but, like, the colors are off. Or Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he has an eye patch. Right, yeah. <laughs> and a wheelchair. There's none of that. It's just, uh, just like, our logo and their logo and uh, our address and some colors and a word balloon with our, you know, what we sell. Like, it says comics, games, sports or something. Yeah. It's uh, kind of neat. <clears throat> I'm looking forward to seeing that. You know, you're, you're driving down... The highway at uh, say fifty plus miles per hour and usually sixty. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, thirty-five I think is a fifty-five right. uh, road there. That's what they tell you. That's what they tell you. But right. uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I certainly do like eighty. Right. But uh, <laughs> either way, uh, at any speed that you're going down, it's really unsafe to be paying attention to a billboard. So agreed. Uh, very, very much. This agree. should really just be, you know, a bare minimum. Yeah. Just get uh, your basic information across, and uh, yeah. So well, I'm hoping, there's usually a lot of traffic jams on 35, uh, like at least in the like five to six o'clock range. Uh, where is this located at? Uh, just, just uh, I think it's just east of Woodman Drive. So people going going <clears> west <throat> would see it. Going west, like going into downtown. Going into downtown, so it's going to be on that side. Yeah, so maybe okay. in the morning. Maybe in the morning, people will see it. Uh, fifty-five actually doesn't usually get that bad going into downtown. Because why would it? I I don't know. Because nobody works downtown <laughs> or goes downtown. I've only noticed in downtown. I've only noticed it a couple times lately when <clears throat> when I go to Kathleen's because I take thirty-five, and if I go there like in the like, some days I get off at 4, and I'll go there around 5. And it seems like going to Xenia is nice and fast, and there's always, like, a jam going the other way. 
See, I when I carpool uh, and I drop my coworker off when it's my weeks to drive, I come home 35, and there's usually heavy traffic between Steve Whalen and Smithville. All right, and everything else is fine. Mm, so it's like right after they pass and the board like at five. All right. So yeah, as well, soon as they pass, I'm, I'm heading towards you know towards Xenia. Towards Xenia. Yeah. So I will, you wouldn't see it from that direction. Damn either. it! It's a waste of money. Totally wasted your money. Well, you didn't waste yeah. your money, but it prevented you from having a raise this year. Oh didn't yeah. <laughs> oh, trust me, lots of things have already superseded that. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Oh, yeah. I know, especially with all the free advertisement I give on here for this right. store, you'd think I'd have a kickback. Yeah. What ifs? What ifs? Our, our vast listenership. Yeah. Who, who lives in this area? Hey, I know uh, a fourth of our listeners have, or half of our listeners have shopped at our store after listening to the podcast. Yeah. And before. And before. <laughs> and, uh, well, the, you know, I would say 100% of the hosts as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. One hundred percent of the hosts have also worked at that place. That's true. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing grace. Mm-hmm. So, tastes like chicken. Taste like chicken. What was the other one? Oh, uh, I have, I haven't. I what was it? I haven't had this much fun with my pants on. Is that what the Hulk said when he was surfing? I have no Red, idea. Red Hulk. As much fun as you can have with your pants on or something. I, I don't know. Whatever it was, it was you're, going. You're the only one in this room that reads the Hulk, so. <laughs> I, I stopped after Art Adams left. Uh, are you going to read Ultimate X? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you? Oh, yeah. Really? I'll at least look at every panel intently. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'll read it. Is that, oh. is that Jeff Lube? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> There's a there's a cover for the first issue online now. Oh, yeah. is it the uh, it's like saber tooth looking thing nope. running? No. Nope. Ooh, what is it? It's some blonde school kid. He's in school. He's heading towards the bus. He's wearing a hoodie and he's got uh, books in his hand. And there's a bunch of other school kids around. And uh, uh, and I mentioned he's blonde, right? Yeah. And uh, he's got Wolverine claws. Someone prefer blonde. Ooh, really? Wolverine claws. Mm-hmm. A new Wolverine. Ultimate new. Oh, ultimate. is this the ultimate universe? Yeah, ultimate X. Okay. Did, yeah. What What would you think? Uh, 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 Vertigo. Is that what you I, thought I it thought, was? I thought it, but it might have been their epic line rejuvenated. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I forgot that it was called Ultimate X in the last seven seconds. <laughs> I was like X universe. <clears throat> what's it called? So yeah. So yeah. So Jeff Loeb is. Uh, I think other than Frank Miller has been the biggest joke that we've had on the show. Yeah. So, uh, with uh, the recommendation of uh, one of our listeners, Brian John Mitchell, we are reviewing Daredevil Yellow by Jeff Loeb. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Jeff fucking Loeb. The man. The man. The legend. The the myth. myth. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) What happened to him? I... Uh, his son died, but wasn't it right before that that he went bad? Bad shit. Uh, I don't know. I mean, and it wasn't a slow process. It was like almost immediate. It was like mayonnaise in the sun. Yeah, yeah. he went bad fast. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, there are people who will tell you that, uh, oh, he was always bad. But, uh, no, he, he definitely took a nosedive yeah. towards awful. Oh, man. And it was fucking whiplash. It was so fast. And, and that's, <clears throat> that's what bothers me most. And I think we've mentioned this like years ago whenever we were on episode yeah. 750. <laughs> that, uh, he's capable of such great stuff. Like, yeah. I loved Daredevil Yellow. I did not love it, but it was good. Oh, man. It was good. It was darn good. It was solid. I have issues with it. We'll talk about those. You have six issues. I, I, there are a total of six issues, you and each of all? those have uh, multiple issues of... Uh, of what's wrong with it. Of what's wrong with oh, it. Oh, right. Uh, okay. But, overall, solid story. Yeah. Solid. This is not taste like chicken. This is not whatever the Hulk said. This is not as much fun with my clothes on. <clears> right. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> this is... Pretty close to what he is almost capable of. Mm-hmm. This is uh, damn near his Batman stuff, or at least uh, the uh, well, pretty much any other thing that he's done yeah, with Tim Sale. Yeah, I liked. I liked this. I <clears throat> to me, this was in his like top tier. I liked it as much as probably anything I read by him. I mean, but I mean, I've always had a soft spot for the yellow costume Daredevil. Right. I've always loved that costume. Daredevil is my favorite Marvel character. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I have... Uh, I have You're a keeping whole... Rom in mind here, right? Huh? You're keeping Rom in mind, right? He's a close second. Right, okay. Close second. Yeah, he is badass. And the Micronauts following that third. Mm. <laughs> no, no, uh... <clears throat> no Machine Man? Uh, no. I find him preachy. Quite, uh, ooh, good call. <laughs> <laughs> Quasar is in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Wendell Vaughn. Those power bands. I was like, I don't know who Wendell Vaughn is. He's Quasar. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did not know that. Did not know name. Never Wendell read Vaughn. a Quasar comic ever. Neither have <laughs> I. Yeah. That's just how much of a nerd I am. I knew his he secret identity. And his power bonds. And power, power bands. Power bands. Bands. I think power bonds are something different. I think it's a health bar or something. Uh, it's either that or it's a uh, it's a financial assistant thing. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, like a, yeah, but but they're powerful. I'm Jim McLean, power bond. Right, right. Or there's some sort of a kinky fetish thing. Ooh, power bonds. Wow. So that she can't escape. Wow, that is kinky <laughs> and illegal. <laughs> the way you said it. Well, it's the only way to do it. <laughs> Sometimes illegal is. That is the only way to go. <clears throat> okay. Well, okay. So, 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 so. What do you, so. What do you think? What do you think of this? Book? Uh, it's all right. Yeah. I already said it's well, solid. But it's, what's your what's your thing? Uh, it's uh, it, it's an okay story. Uh, I think it's. My biggest problem is with it is the fact that the the structure of the story is uh, Daredevil present day writing letters to Karen Page who is dead uh-huh. uh, and retelling the story of his past. Uh, I don't think that is a necessary angle. Uh, I think it is untrue to the character of Daredevil as mm-hmm. he is currently as he's become right right and also pretty sure K- 
Karen Page not that important. Yeah. Okay. Having read almost two, three hundred issues of Daredevil, <laughs> Karen Page being in maybe ten of those total. Right. <laughs> I mean, the entire Frank Miller run, she is almost non-existent until Born Again, which is after his run ended, and then four years later he came back to the character. Right, right. <laughs> And then uh, she's kind of in the Andesenti run of Daredevil, mm-hmm. uh, but very minor. Uh, Certainly, I don't really remember her at all. Yeah. Like, I've read the Born Again ones, and I've read some of the Andesenti. The, there's the ones John or Midi Junior do, right? Right. I read some of those, <clears throat> like the Ultron ones and all that, but I don't even remember her. And I, I wondered if I was, like, missing something, because uh, I've never really followed Daredevil. Like, I've read... Bits and pieces. I read all the Frank Miller ones because right. I was a Frank Miller fan. But I mostly like, you know, just his look and his character. I don't I don't really know the history and, like, all the mythos and the whole right. storyline or whatever. <clears throat> well, like I said, Daredevil, my absolute number one favorite Marvel character. So yeah. I have read quite a chunk of change of them. All right. Um, and, yeah, she's just... Of of all the the romantic interests that uh, Daredevil has had, uh, she's never really played that big a part until Born Again. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least, like of all the stuff I've read, I mean, maybe when Stan Lee was still writing it, she was a major player. But somewhere between Stan Lee and uh, Born Again, like she just was not in the book, right? Because uh, Black Widow was uh, a romantic interest for Daredevil. Obviously Electra, right? Uh, Frank Miller introduced Electra, And then some other character that was in there at the same time. Uh, it was Aunt May. It was Aunt May. It was Aunt May. That's who it was. Um, then, yeah, she was around for the end of Senti stuff, but... Uh, hmm. You know, it yeah. just... It, 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 uh, well, maybe she was essential in the like, like you said in the Stanley ones, because this this is sort of like this a love letter to right, that, right. that whole era. <clears throat> like I've read, actually read the first six issues of Daredevil years and years ago, mm-hmm. and I don't remember them very well. I mean, I remember that you know, like the Matador and the Owl and the Purple right, Man right. were in there, but um, I don't remember if Karen Page was that involved. She probably wasn't. I mean, it's it's Stanley. It's it's you know, he's, he's not exactly known for. In-depth characterization <laughs> right. and, and deep storytelling. I mean, he can barely remember the names of his characters. <laughs> he doesn't remember that he created Thor, though. At least, at least well, he, he knows he created them. He just doesn't know what he called them. <laughs> Peter Palmer. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Peter Palmer, the amazing Superman. <laughs> yeah, he's old. Not back then, he was. That's true. Well, yeah, he was probably like 40s. 30s, yeah. 40s. Right? Well, he's got to be in his 80s by now, so 40 years ago. Yeah. But, uh, uh, so yeah, so basically the whole premise of, of this character being so important to Daredevil that, that uh, he has to go through this this process in this book that uh, it just doesn't ring true at all, which is, I think, the biggest flaw in it. Right. I could see that. I, I wonder if it's like if he was going for there's all these elements that have, you know, confused him or like depressed him, like his dad and like, you know, you know all the other 
loves of his life, and he's just choosing this one to like get it all out because he's telling the whole story. <clears throat> right. I mean, he tells a lot of like the Karen Page story, but he it, it focuses a lot on his dad too. Like it sort of starts and ends on his his uh, boxer dad yeah. who was murdered. Yeah. But uh, and even at the same time, uh, I, you know, I, I don't want to be the big continuity nerd. <laughs> Go for it. But. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, as much as we've made fun of Frank Miller, mm-hmm. you know, back when he was sane as well. Oh, yeah, that, there was a time. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he told the definitive Daredevil origin with yeah. uh, Man Without Fear. Yeah, that was great. And uh, this contradicts the stuff that Frank Miller laid mm-hmm. out. And I, See, I don't mind that. Like, I actually wish superhero comics didn't follow continuity. Normally, I'm with you. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if you're going to basically... Uh, I guess, I don't know, I guess, uh, in a roundabout way, I just don't want to read stories about people's past anymore. Like their origins. Yeah, and so when you have something that is pretty much so closely tied into the origin of the character, right? uh, go ahead and follow what came before. I mean, you can add to it, and you can expand upon it, but don't contradict what happened. Okay. You know? I see what you're saying. Well, okay, let me put it this way. Uh, Basically, Frank Miller established that the Kingpin is the one who killed uh, Daredevil's father. Right. Uh, And in this, there's no mention of it whatsoever. It directly contradicts what Frank Miller laid out. That's what bothers me. Yeah, I wonder if this is supposed to take place, you know, like... A divergent path, though. I mean, this seems like the only issues of Daredevil that have ever come out are one through seven. You know, when this is made, like, I mean, do they do they mention anything like that really happened later than the early sixties in here? Like, they don't mention well in all the narration. It's then the whole love letter to Karen Page thing mm-hmm. is all taking place after the Kevin Smith run of the comic. Oh, is that when she died? Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought maybe she died like. You know, years back, 80s or whatever. You know. What? I never read the Kevin Smith ones. I didn't know. Uh, that's fine, but, you know, you read the Born Again and the and the Senti stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that was all, like, early 90s. What? Yeah, oh, like I said, I, I didn't remember that she was even in those. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. No. So I thought maybe, like, this would just... This, like, what I was thinking was maybe after the 60s Daredevil, this is supposed to be, like, oh, another what if, like, another path or whatever. No. Okay. This is supposed to be part of his origin. Right. But it's told from... The viewpoint of now. Right. Okay. After she has died. Which was fairly recent, apparently. Well, I guess if you count ten years ago. Yeah, that's pretty good. Kevin Smith. His, uh, yeah... Short, awful run on Daredevil. Kevin Smith is not good. Eh. I'll leave it at that. Enjoy some of his movies. I've enjoyed none of his comics. I don't know that I've ever read any of his comics. Uh, I don't. Uh. Although his Green Arrow stuff is kind of enjoyable. Seemed like he actually... uh, uh, well, I mean, he obviously does have a love for Green Arrow, so that mm-hmm. kind of came through in that book, but uh, I don't think he much gave a shit about Daredevil. Mm-hmm. That's too bad. Yeah. 
People shouldn't write the characters they, they hate. Well, you know, he's was probably paid uh, quite a bit of money mm-hmm. for comics, anyway. Got to work with uh, Joe Casada, who uh, was licking his asshole at the time. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That must be fun. Well, yeah. For, for Joe. Oh, yeah. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Little, little brown eye for Joe. Oh, yeah. Nice. nice. Jimmy Palmiotti just looking on in shame. <laughs> That's why he left. Really? That's why he went to D.C., became a writer. He's, he's just tired, of, tired watching, of watching the watching Joe uh, lick people's uh, assholes. Hmm. So good for Jimmy Palmiotti for road. escaping. It's a rough road. For getting out of that and then persevering. Yeah. I like Jimmy Palmiotti a lot. Yeah. 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 He's a good writer. I've never read anything. He's, uh, he's, the best, uh, he's the best writer that's ever been an anchor. I'll tell you that much. Ooh, that's a tough one. Carl Kessel, pretty much. Number two in that book, mm-hmm. that area. I feel like I've <laughs> fucking cannonballed this ship. <laughs> well, let's talk about the story. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I like how, like I said years ago, I read the first six Daredevils because I love the costume and I just wanted to read them. I, I like how they just took those issues and made made it, you know, I don't know, I guess make more sense. Like the Purple Man seemed cool and, you know, they tied it together with. Uh, I, they made like the superhero elements a lot more in the background, though. Hmm. As far as like, it was more about Matt Murdock really than it was about Daredevil. Hmm. I mean, it was about it was about his his relationship with Foggy and with Karen, and I thought that was cool. And I thought the art was amazing. As well. No, the art is great. Tim Sale is fantastic. He goes. He does some amazing splash pages. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. He does. He is quite good at it in every possible way. And it kind of, it, it seems like like you could see John Romita Jr. and Will Eisner influences mixed in as far as like just the, like the detail and the, like the detail reminded me of Will Eisner and then like how big everything was reminded me of John Romita Jr. Uh, I don't get any John Romita Jr. at all. Really? Yeah. Like how, like, like especially. Maybe some senior. I get some senior. Really? Right? Yeah. Okay. I was thinking, like, when, when you see, especially, like, the scenes with Battling Jack Murdoch, just how big everything looked. It reminded me of just how thick everything looks in John Romita Jr. art. Yeah. I don't know. It just kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. But it might be partially to do with uh, seeing uh, the yellow costume, too, because John Romita Jr. drew some sweet, terrible yellow costumes. Did he? Yeah. When? On, uh, in, on the covers, Man Without Fear. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess he did, but those were all red foil. And right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the art was good, though. Oh, the art was good, but he never actually really drew the costume in that story. Right. For maybe, like, a panel. Right, yeah. <laughs> See, that's actually one of my favorite Daredevil miniseries, Man Without Fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, uh, well, it focuses on Matt Murdock and Foggy and his relationship with him and his father and Electra and, mm-hmm. and the Kingpin without ever veering. Well, it never really veers into the superhero until like the last half of the last issue. Really? Yeah. So, I can't. I, I read those as they came out, and that's the last yeah. time I read them. That was probably like fifteen years ago or right. whatever, twelve years ago. But uh, uh, as far as uh, this book goes, um. It's 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 a, it's a it's a solid story. It's okay. It's, 
but I don't think it's amazing. I don't think it really fits into Daredevil. Right. Yeah. See, I loved it. I mean, like being a fan of the character, but not a super fan. Right. Like I loved it because I, like, I don't, I don't remember, you know, what is and what isn't part of his history. And, and I, I just love how like classy all these books that Tim Sale and Jeff Love do together are. Right. Like the Superman uh, for all seasons. Oh, I hated and, that. Really? I loved no, it. Awful. Oh, man. Loved it. Loved it. Awful bullshit. <laughs> I might pick it sometime. Uh, don't tell. We'll be <laughs> done. All right. Um, but I just, I just love how classy all their stuff seems. It, it's very, like, timeless, maybe? Like, mm, yeah. Uh, I definitely agree with that as far as, like, you know, the two Batman stuff. Uh, Long Halloween and Dark Victory. Mm-hmm. Um... I didn't never read uh, like Spider Man Blue or Hulk Gray or anything like that. I read the Spidey. That was good. Uh, I know. I, I did read the first issue of Spider Man Blue. I, I did not like it at all. Mm. But I think that was just because it was almost the exact same thing as what this was. It was Peter Parker's love letter to Gwen Stacy. Yeah. And who the fuck needs that? That is kind of strange. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, there was something in here too that reminded me you, when you just said the love letter. There was something that reminded me of, uh, like how his son died and he needed to, you know, like, deal with that. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, this was before his son died. I believe so. Yes. But uh, I'm sure his son was sick at this point, though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it talks about how like someone's ripped, someone close to him is ripped away, and he needs to right. like figure out, you know, his. His whole, uh, you know, the way he feels about it and the way, what it means to him. And I thought maybe, uh, he should read this again before he writes anything new. Right. Maybe that would help him. Uh, yeah, maybe. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I, we want to get into this just yet. If we're, if we're still talking about Daredevil here. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I, I like the story. I think it's, it's good. I just don't think it's, I don't think it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a recommended read, but I don't think it'll, I don't think it'll be a classic. No, you know? okay. yeah. I mean, other people might, but, uh, in my opinion, I don't think so. I don't think it gels with the character of Daredevil. Yeah. Gels with the character of Daredevil. And, and this is not me just being diehard fan about it. Mm-hmm. Cause, you know, like with Batman or anything like, uh. I'm always willing to accept, you know, a variation on, you know, the character, you know. Paul Pope's Batman or whatever. Right, yeah, and, uh, like, there have been issues of, of runs of Daredevil where it was very lighthearted and, you know, and then where it's, like, you know, down in the fucking dirt and, right. you know, I accept all of that, but, uh, and then, like, even some that are just fucking silly, like Daredevil regaining his sight and being hired by S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, what? <laughs> was that like an, uh, like an amalgam comic or nope. something? Really? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, he got his sight back and joined S.H.I.E.L.D. That was, uh, I think, the last storyline of uh, just before uh, Kevin Smith uh, started writing the book. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, uh, just uh, the, the fact that it's coming from a place of uh, current continuity, retelling old continuity... It just doesn't gel with either, yeah, uh, as far as I'm concerned. For for Im- immersing itself so much in 
that kind of thing. It seems like though, like all the uh, Marvel books that uh, Loeb and Sale did, they seem like they're more just connected to each other and nothing else. Like you know, it seems like each one was just. But they're not. I mean, it just seems like they're <clears throat> like we just want to retell this like '60s origin and modernize it and add a our style to but, it. But they're not doing that. <laughs> they're not what retelling the origin. No. Yeah. Well, kind of. Well, not really. The beginnings. I the mean, beginnings. They're, they're not going out of the way to do uh, a Superman, Man of Steel, or anything like that. They're right. they're just retelling stories that Stan Lee already did, right? right. And then adding, like, they know, skew the angles. They skew the angles a little bit, but uh, you know, they Jeff Loeb is admittedly or has admitted that he just doesn't give a shit about continuity, so he just writes whatever the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. And the books that he writes, though, or at least, like, with this and what I, little I've read of uh, Spider-Man Blue, uh, he's trying to tell the story from the modern-day continuity perspective of the past stories, and it is not gelling with either of them. Okay. And that is my problem with this and what I think of, of what Spider-Man Blue would have been had I continued reading it. I, well, I thought maybe they were just like, like he, like you said, he's ignoring, ignoring both to an extent and like homaging both to an extent. Like he's taking a little bit from the past and the current and he's just making a, his own thing, like which isn't necessarily, you know, uh, truthful or faithful to either one. It's just his version of those two things, you know. Right. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I, I liked it. I thought it was good. Did I say I didn't like it? I mean, I mean, I like... No, I don't mean, I don't mean like, <clears throat> you didn't like the story. I mean, you didn't like the way it didn't tie in with anything. Right. I, I mean, I thought that was fun. Well, my thing is that if it's not going to tie in with anything, don't have it fucking tie in with anything. Right. Don't pretend that it's tying into shit. <laughs> When your obvious intent is that it's not going to. Right. If you're just going to play fast and loose with the rules, just go full fucking hog with it. But you know, just yeah, wag yeah, your fucking yeah. dick at continuity and say, fuck you, this is what I'm doing. But I mean, he's just thinking And that. not just say, oh, come here, baby. Or, come here, continuity. Let me hold you. No, fuck you. That's what he's doing. You know, just just go straight away with the fuck you. Just, just do it. Right, right. <laughs> just fucking else worlds it up. Fucking max it up. Epic it up. Something. Right, right. Uh, he's taking elements, though. He's just taking elements. And then well, he's, they don't! And then he's ignoring the rest. Just just ignore it. Just do whatever the fuck he wants. But he hasn't, didn't even have no basis when, to when you look at, uh, like, like, look at his Batman stuff, uh, the Dark Victory and uh, Long Halloween. Right. He doesn't give a shit, and it, straight away you know that. It's just him telling a Batman story that he wants to tell, and they're great. They are great. And then you have this, which is trying so hard to connect everything, but then not connecting anything. If he would have just put it away in his own little corner and said, this is what I'm doing, fucking amazing, great, But do it. What point would he have started from, though, if he didn't have any sort of... Well, the same place where he started with, uh, you know, the two Halloween books. Uh Your, Your basic, this is what Batman is. I'm just going to tell my own Batman story. You start out with, this is what Daredevil is. I'm going to tell my own Daredevil story. Right, right, I'm not right. going to 
Like, no Karen Page and no, like... Well, no, you do the Karen Page, but don't fucking make it like she's important. Right. Don't fucking make it the love letter to Karen Page because she's the greatest character ever in Daredevil. Because <laughs> she's clearly not. <laughs> she's not very memorable, at least for me, but I thought... I mean, like... Who the fuck remembers her? I smoked a lot of weed back then. Like, I literally... Like, this is kind of embarrassing, but I'll admit this freely here. I, uh... I put together... I pieced together the Daredevil run and, uh... The Frank Miller Daredevil run. Read them all. I was like, oh, that was really good. And uh, then I sold them to buy weed. I actually literally traded them to a guy for a, a giant sack of weed. Okay. So, so I mean, like that was when that was when I was into that. So I can't remember a lot of uh, a lot of the history. Like that's that's probably why. Well, no, that's fine because I do remember the history because I read those and kept them because I didn't buy any weed with it and right, I didn't right. smoke any weed. Right. And she's barely in any of those issues that I own of Frank Miller stuff, of anyone's yeah. stuff that I've read. Yeah, she doesn't seem like... She is an unimportant character. Right. And it's fine if he wants to focus on her. If, like, you know, if he's only ever read the first six issues of Daredevil. Yeah. That's, and that's that, possible. Yeah. It's very possible. And and that's fine, but don't pretend to like he gives a shit about you know all the other stuff that came after it, which is what this book is. It's like he's pretending to try to give a shit about the other stuff when he clearly doesn't. Just let him do his own fucking thing, or he should have just done his own fucking thing. He should have done a, a, a dark victory along Halloween where he's just okay. This is my story. <laughs> I'm not going to tie it into any continuity. I'm not going to follow up on what Kevin Smith did. So who did kill uh, Karen Page? Kevin Smith. I mean, like, literally? Kevin Smith, the yeah. character? He, uh, Silent Bob. Right, right. <laughs> opened up a portal from the Clerks universe into the Marvel universe. Right, right. Via Mysterio. Oh, good call. Uh, and uh, Mephisto at the same time. Um, Mysterio and Mephisto were fucking each other. Oh. And the orgasm caused a rift between the Clerks universe. Who is the bear between the two? The the uh, uh, it's got to be Mephisto. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Really? Well, bear is something different. Well, I mean, who's who's like the top? The top. Uh, clearly, who's yeah, in charge? Mephisto. Mephisto. Okay. Well, Fisto is right in his name. Oh yeah, it's true. It uh, is. <laughs> no, uh, bullseye. Bullseye. Okay. Yeah. That bastard. Yeah. He kills all the chicks. Yes, he does. We're going to run really long with this episode, and I'm okay with that. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> we're already you, at our uh, allotted break time right you now. You cut up that half an hour of dead time where Ooh. we both almost fell asleep. Like. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, the two-hour-long fork conversation. <laughs> no, that was... That, if that you was keep gold. anything, that was keep gold. that. Yeah. That's, that's all it's worth keeping, actually. Okay. So all my bitching about Daredevil Yellow aside... I still like the book. Not. I still think it's an, uh, it's a good story. Uh, it's definitely one of Jeff Loeb's better stories. Mm-hmm. I just have a problem with the fact that he chose to use continuity as the basis of it when he clearly doesn't care about continuity. As he, he should have just done his own thing. So he could have just made up a completely separate girl that wasn't even mentioned in the comic. You can fucking use Karen Page. I don't give a shit because clearly no one else ever did. Right, right. <laughs> Otherwise, she wouldn't be dead. <laughs> <laughs> and she would have been in more than 20 issues that I ever read over the past 12 years. <laughs> I, I did like how they, you know, explained the way the, the costume changed. That was, that was cool. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. She, like he did it for her, you know. Right. 
Makes sense. Whatever. Yeah. Or we could just say that Wally Wood hated the uh, original costume and uh, <laughs> yeah. made a better one. Right. <laughs> oh. I like the yellow costume. Yeah. I like them both. I like them both. But, uh, uh, you, you drove me off track. That's what I do. That's why I'm here. Uh, you said, uh, you liked the book. Decent story. Oh, yeah. You keep trying to say, well, you should have just used a different character. Let him use fucking Carapage. Just don't let him try to tie into continuity. Right. You know, who gives a shit Is that, that ha- she's dead now? Don't make it a love letter to her. Know, have her still be alive. No, we'll have her still be alive. Just, you know, if he wants to tell a story from between the first six issues of Daredevil, uh-huh. we'll fucking let him. Just don't pretend that he's trying to tie it into Kevin Smith's run or anything like that. Right. Just let him tell the fucking story that makes sense. without any of that fucking narration that was bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I bet maybe he's pals with Kevin Smith, though, and he was like, he was like, oh, you killed off Karen Page. Uh, maybe Kevin uh, Smith uh, is a huge Commando fan. Yeah. We, we know that. Right. Firestorm. Right. You know, the, the, the Howie Long uh, firefighter movie. Uh, Teen Wolf. Kevin Smith loves Teen Wolf. Oh, I bet he does. We, we know that for sure. So, I mean, yeah, they're probably friends. Mm-hmm. But, you know, fuck that. You know, uh, I'm friends with you if you had, like, a successful but awful run on, you know, Batman. You know, and then, like, suddenly I got tapped to write a Batman miniseries. I'm not going to tie it into your run because I hated your run. Right. right. Uh, <laughs> Wait, I worked so hard at that. Why did you hate it? Uh, it I, was awful. I you just... <laughs> I stayed up long, long hours. Just going to school, working. Well, honestly... Uh, I thought your choice of using Egghead as the main villain was uh, bad. It but did just... you? But did you like how I tied the the giant penny into uh, Robin's uh, um, first masturbatory experience? Uh, it was funny, but you know, uh, unnecessary. Fell, fell a little flat. Yeah, right. just, just a little flat. Yeah. Penny fell a little flat. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so you hated the book. We've established. I, that. I hated the book. Uh, <laughs> No, I, I, uh, yeah, I think I just got past it all because I don't don't remember or care about. Right, I haven't read Daredevil in like fifteen years, yeah. probably. Well, you're missing out. Yeah, I've I've heard the yeah, I've heard the Brubaker and the Bendis and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Don't don't know. I never. They're they're uh, quite solid, mm-hmm. quite good, uh, on par with uh, Miller and Nicenti. Wow. Uh, not on par with Warren Ellis, though. His Daredevil. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that'd be cool. No, he wrote two issues of uh, Daredevil. Did he really? Yeah, uh, when he was wearing that black armor costume. Oh, like back the Scott McDaniel run, or uh, post Scott McDaniel, really? but uh, post uh, but pre uh, return to really. Yeah, uh, he wrote them under the pseudonym of Alan Smithy. Oh, did he? Because he fucking hated. Them. <laughs> I remember Harlan Ellison wrote a couple issues back in the eighties too. That's kind of well. Warren Ellis wrote them in the nineties, but uh, you seem to. Confuse those two decades all the time. Anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, that was yeah. It was a it's a blur. Yeah, it's a blur. Uh, well, like uh, the the Jam DeMatteis had a short run where he actually brought back the yellow costume in the the mid nineties, which uh, was a very good run. I never even noticed that. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, and uh, Carl Kessel and Carrie Nord had a run for a while. Huh. Uh, which was a very light-hearted take on Daredevil, which I thought was really good. And Karen Page was actually in those. Uh, still not enough to make her important or anything. Was like she that. always the uh, like secretary? Uh, or did she become something else? 
Like, well, she became a porn star and then uh, sold Daredevil's secret identity to the Kingpin at one point. Really? Uh, you said you read Born Again. I, like I said, <laughs> 20 years ago, whatever. Jesus. <laughs> weed, man, weed. It was good weed. <laughs> I don't remember shit. Uh, then, yeah, during the Carl Kessel Karen order run, she was like a radio DJ or something like that. Hmm. But, yeah, I, I don't know. But that is when Foggy found out that uh, Daredevil was Daredevil. You mean Franklin? Franklin House? Foggy. <laughs> Call him Foggy. <laughs> he insists on uh, yeah. being called Foggy. That's, yes. He likes that. He does indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, Tastes like chicken. Yeah. Andy Diggle's run has just started, so I don't know if it's any good yet or not. But so far, it's been admirable. A good follow-up to Brubaker's run. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so let's talk about uh, the rest of Jeb Loeb's uh, uh, body of work. Let me grab a beer first. Uh, start. <laughs> do, you, do you want to take a break and come back and bash some Jeb Loeb? There, let's do that. All right. That sounds good. into anything, uh-huh. uh, I want to say that uh, the song that you guys just heard is uh, from the same guy who recommended uh, this book to us. 
Even though we'd both read the book in the past. Oh, the lead singer of Coldplay. He played, yes. He played Yellow. Yes, yes. No. Uh, the song was uh, by Brian John Mitchell. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, he, uh, he sent us along uh, one of his songs and uh, said, hey, let's uh, go ahead and throw it on a show. It's it's nice. I so, like it. uh, yeah, so if anything, at least... Uh, you know, cut out that part of our show and you know, pass it along keep to your that. friends. And, yeah, keep the good part. Yeah, and uh, go out and buy his CDs and his mini comics and uh, support him because yeah. uh, he works hard at it. He's a good guy. He is. Stand-up dude. Indeed. And we are not good guys or stand-up dudes. No, we're sitting down right now. We are sitting down right now. We sit down for almost everything. Oh, yeah. Whenever I can. Yep. But one thing that I will not sit or stand for... Uh-huh. Is uh, the work of Jeff Loeb post Daredevil Yellow. <laughs> or whenever it was that he went completely batshit insane. What was the last one he did with the sale? Was it Captain America? Uh, no. And they never even did that, did they? They started it. Uh, I don't think any of it has ever come out, has it? I think there was a zero. Or a zero something, issue? Something like, like that. that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's supposed to be a full miniseries, but I don't think any of it has come out other than that well i gotta respect him for waiting until he's good again to do it he's like he's like the stuff i do with tim sales when i when i'm good yeah i'm just gonna wait till that comes back around and yeah. until then i'll write so, so ultimatum he, porn horror comics right. so he uh so what you're saying is that he he did the captain america white number zero and uh realized that he, he's just not there yet yeah and so he's yeah. just kind of pulling back waiting, yeah waiting that's my theory ever waiting uh, when, when was the downfall? Uh, I think it was issue seven of Superman Batman. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you on that, because I'm going to say it was, if not before then, it was definitely issue one of Superman Batman. I really liked I really liked this. Oh, uh, man. I, yeah, I read the first issue of that, and... Because, you know, up until this point, I said, hey, I, I like Jeff Loeb, and I really mm. like Ed McGinnis. What could go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I think Ed McGinnis' art is, like, a major, uh, like, like point of it. Like, really? I'd never even heard of Ed McGinnis until I picked that up. Really? Yeah. Really? And I really, really? dug it. Yeah. Really? Hmm. What did he do before that? Uh, Superman with Jeff Loeb. Uh, Deadpool with uh, Joe Casey. Never read that. Uh, not Joe Casey, Joe Kelly. I did it myself. Fuck. <laughs> uh, Mr. Majestic with uh, Joe Casey. Uh, um, well, I'd seen his art. Just didn't know who he was. Never read anything that he drew. I liked that. He's really good. I enjoy his art. I know a lot of people don't, but they can go fuck themselves. He's got his own style. Eh, I wouldn't say it's his own, but he's got a style. Oh, he's recognizable. He's recognizable. Yeah, when I see it, I, I'm like, oh, there's Ed. But uh, it's definitely derivative in places. Of who? I'm curious. Uh, just yeah, there's a little Art Adams in there. and there's uh, Art Adams, really? Yeah, I'd say even uh, go so far as to say there's just a smidge, a smidge of Mignola in there. Some of the lines oh, that he does. It's oh. uh, definitely a Joe Mad. I can see the Joe Mad. That's yeah. the first one of those I'm, I'm on board with. Yeah. Uh, definitely you know, American manga type you know, yeah. style. You know. Yeah, but like tweaked, tweaked, uh, clean. Uh, I like it a lot. Mm -hmm. I think he's really good. Um, but yeah, uh, I would say I think it's safe to say that Jeff Loeb 
I would say 50% of any interest I've ever had in anything that he has ever done is usually in the artist. Yeah. 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 Uh, he's worked with some fantastic artists. Mm-hmm. Ed McGinnis, Tim Sale, Art Adams, uh, Carlos Pacheco, uh, Frank Cho, Frank Cho, uh, not Michael Turner, <laughs> not Ian Churchill, uh, not David Finch, even though I know you like him. Yeah, yeah, I don't love him, but I like him. I, uh, yeah, I wish, uh, Jeff Loeb would do some amazing stuff again, because he's darned capable. Or at least, unless, like, a piece of his brain is actually gone. Okay. So, you, okay, so you think that it's uh, starting with whatever Michael Turner issue of uh, Superman, Batman. Actually, no, number seven was, uh, it, who was that? Was that, it was like Carlos Pacheco, was it? No, that was uh, Michael Turner. No, it was the, uh... No, that was Michael Turner. Was it? It was the start oh, no, of the Supergirl story. You're, you're right. I skipped those two because of the artwork. Yeah, yeah. And I read the next story, which I think was... Was it? It wasn't Pacheco. Was it? I can't remember who it was, but it was the like weird time travel story. That was Pacheco. Was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah I didn't like that one. I, yeah, I just skipped the. I skip anything. Turner does. I don't care who writes it. Yeah. But uh, uh, okay, I've refrained from making a joke. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. So yeah, I think it was right after issue six of Superman Batman that I stopped liking him. Yeah. Well, like I said, I didn't uh, enjoy uh, that first issue of Superman Batman. But uh, had his son died at that point yet? No, I don't think okay. so. Okay, because even well, when his son did die, he did like a short six-page story, um, like a Superman story that was like dedicated to his son. Right. Uh, which I thought was really good. He did it with uh, Tim Sale, and uh, it was very sort of heart-wrenching and, and, and emotional. It was really good. Uh, but <laughs> every straight superhero story that he's written since then, yeah, uh, or even before, because I, I don't know. What did he do after Daredevil Yellow? Was it Hulk Gray? I think it was Hulk Gray. Hulk Gray, yeah, and Spider-Man Blue as well. I think, so. I can't remember. I think this came first before. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Because... Uh, why would I have only bought the one issue of Spider-Man Blue? Uh, Don't know. Exactly. Um, but yeah. yeah. So so did he go from that to just Superman-Batman, I guess? I think so. Uh, so yeah, so Superman-Batman was the start of the downfall. Him just writing these quote-unquote epic superhero stories. And just going crazier and crazier as he goes and the there is a definite difference i think after his son died oh yeah to to even those which i i didn't like anyway oh yeah uh <laughs> and and i can't even imagine what that might do to a person right i mean that must be like seriously one of the worst experiences right. that you can I mean, you can witness he had to have been i mean he uh, he obviously was just devastated by yeah. that fact and I know like, he took some time off, uh, and, you know, uh, yeah, God bless him for, for getting through it and everything like that, but what the fuck happened? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, when we call him a shitty writer or whatever, say his work is, like, deplorable. Right. Like, 
it's it's with it's with respect because we know he's capable of right. really good yeah. st- storytelling. We we've read the really good shit by him. Yeah. And and we know he can do it. And you know, if it is something that like, you know, like when when his son passed on that like he just sort of uh just went insane oh, yeah. or something like that, just the grief overwhelmed him so much that all the goodness of his abilities like drained away with it corroded right yeah. right uh, yeah like ultimatum is so dark and fucking bizarre it's yeah. almost like well it's like everything that he's done post that is like just this gore apocalyptic oh yeah you know death as a joke kind of you know what it reminds me of Star- uh, it reminds me of stardust by fletcher hanks Okay. Just, like just how bizarre and right. weird ultimatum is like just death everywhere and like vengeance and like to the point where it's a comedy insanity yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean yeah fucking blob eating the wasp yeah. <laughs> saying it tastes like chicken uh, and then what I think Hank Pym eats the blob after that yeah I can't remember I, I think he like grabs he grows into giant man and bites the blob's head off I, I, I think I flipped through there and after I saw the taste like chicken part I was like okay yeah and all the like assassinations and tidal waves. And yeah, it was bizarre. Yeah, and, and yeah, death will have a profound effect on you, but you know, leave it out of your fun superhero comics. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then that leave sucks. the insanity aside as well. I mean, maybe yeah, I can't believe he even came back at all. Like, I don't like if I had a kid and he died, I'd, I'd I don't know if I'd ever work again. I'd probably be like some. You know, well, you got pill popping that you, weirdo. Yeah, but that's that's just your inability to move on. That's true. And Jeff Loeb's inability to move on is apparently formula or, or <laughs> manifested manifested as, a, as uh, poor writing. Yeah, <laughs> and wow. saying nice. poor writing is uh, doing it a uh, uh, great justice or something that I'm trying to say, but can't think of the exact words. Maybe him and. He needs Tim Sale to to draw a graphic novel with him called Teen Wolf Three, and like just put him back on the map. Stellar. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Or you know he could do what a lot of you know artists and writers do when something deeply personal and powerful like that happens. He could maybe get his therapy through, you know, telling. A story that doesn't involve guys with uh, underwear on side of their tights and capes. Yeah. You know, he, he could, could maybe tell some sort of, you know, even if it's fictional or not a biographical thing, you know, some sort of personal, you know, emotional thing that maybe gets all of that out. Or at least helps him to move on. Right. And right. not just taking it out on the fucking wasp or, you know, ultimate or, right. whatever. <laughs> yeah. 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 That'd be awesome. Because, uh, yeah, he should be good. He's done good things. And most of them have just been with Tim Sale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, I've, I think I've read one or two other things that have been good that weren't drawn by Tim Sale that he did. You know, it's weird that the Hulk, the Rolk stuff, yeah. it doesn't seem as, like, just fucking weird. It's just bad. Yeah. Like, it's not as, like, gnarly and... You know, like just it's random. not, yeah, it's not dark or anything. Well, yeah. some of it's dark, but it's not. It's just dumb. Yeah, it's just, yeah, idiotic. And yeah, maybe that's just the thing he doesn't want to tell, you know, 
I don't know, stories with consequences or anything, even though Ultimatum had consequences for the other writers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Brian Bendis, you know, loved knowing the fact that Jeff Loeb was going to pretty much ruin his, you know, 130 plus issue run on Ultimate Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what the fuck do I know? Yeah. Yeah. We're just fans. Yeah. Well, yeah, Jeff Loeb, uh, do better. You, you've got it in you. You do. So, go, you know, approach this from another angle, buddy. Yep. And yeah, wait, wait till you're better to finish up that Captain America story. Cause, cause, yeah, maybe that could be good. Yeah, I wish him well. We, wish him well. We do. We do indeed. Hmm. I, I think I am gonna read uh, Hulk Gray. Really? Cause we have the soft cover of that. Uh, yeah, it seems like that'd be fun. Maybe. Maybe you can tell me if uh, maybe that's where uh, the uh, yeah, downward where, slide started. You know, like a couple weeks ago, I was I was looking through thinking of stuff to pick, and uh, I almost chose Hulk Gray, and that was before you told me. I was like, oh well, I won't I won't choose it now, but I might actually just read it for fun sometime. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Jeff Loeb, Superman, Batman, uh-huh. uh because we're gonna move on a little bit. Oh, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Made a, a major life purchase yesterday. Really? Yes, I did. I've been uh, dying to buy one for three years now, and I finally did it. I did it. I broke down, and I got me a brand new spanking PlayStation Three. Ooh, that's a video game, right? It is a video game system. <laughs> it's much more than a video game system. It is a multimedia home entertainment system. Network even. It's got uh, the video game thing, of course, which I love video games. Mm-hmm. I don't talk about them a lot here on the show, but I do indeed love me some video game time. Uh, it's a Blu-ray player, so uh, I can now buy Blu-rays. I'm moving along with the 21st century nice. into the Blu-ray. Good, good job. And uh, so, you know, you buy a new system like this, whether whether it's a PlayStation, whether it's uh a 1985 version of Nintendo, you need something to go with it so that it's just not a piece of equipment just sitting in your room not doing anything. It's like, yeah, it's like if you get something for Christmas that plays things, but you have nothing to play on it. Right. It's not really a cool Christmas present. Exactly. So I got me a couple of uh, games and a couple of uh, Blu-ray discs. Ooh. Blu-ray. I got uh, Grand Theft Auto 4, which of course was one of my first choices for a video game for the system, because uh, I love me the Grand Theft Auto games. It's therapeutic and fun. Yes, it is. I uh, love killing me some hookers. Haven't done it yet in the game, but I'm not that far into it yet. <laughs> just in real life so far. Just in real life. Just uh, It's what I do every Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Saturday night's draw night, Friday night's kill hooker night. Yeah. Uh... Got a game called Assassin's Creed, which is uh, so far pretty fun. Uh, kind of a stealthy medieval action game. Uh, also, a lot of sci-fi elements into it. For Blu-rays, I got uh, The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. a movie which uh, I've firmly established that I do not like. Yeah, well, of course, of course. Why else would you buy it? Well, I have almost every other Batman movie on DVD, and oh. if you're gonna buy a Blu-ray movie on. Uh, uh, or uh, a Blu-ray disc, you know, uh, might as well get, you know, The Dark Knight. I mean, it's practically what the format was invented for. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did not know that. Super high definition. I thought it was of... porn. Oh, no. No. Hmm. 
Because porn backed HD DVD. Oh, did they? Yes, they did. Really? Yeah. A move that uh, pretty much was going to spell the end of uh, Blu-ray, but then somehow never followed through. Oh, so they went with Blu-ray. Porn did? No. They did go with HD. Porn went with HD DVD. Really? Yeah. That was going to be the death knell for Blu-ray. Huh. So how come... How come uh, I thought they always kind of followed suit with whatever the porn is. Usually. Uh, strange. The way porn goes, that's the way the, the industry goes. Wow, they're not with VHS and... Yeah, well, you know, really, when you think about it, why buy a porn HD DVD when I can get it for fucking free on the internet? Would it be in high definition, though? Who cares? It's porn. Yeah, that's true. Do you, do you really want to see all the zits on some porn star's ass in high def? At least in standard def, they're kind of blurry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't really want to see the porn star... Uh, zits. Right? Yeah. yeah. I really don't want to see anything porn star in high def. Yeah. I don't need crisp, clear clarity for yeah. any of that. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I just always jerk off to the uh, opening sequence to Under Siege when that girl pops out of the cake. I don't even do real porn anymore. I just, uh-uh. ra- just rated R movies. Yeah, that's, that's pretty lame. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I guess I've desensitized myself to stuff like that. So, though so, Erica Laniac, what is her name? Oh yeah, the Playboy model. Oh yeah, she was also uh, Ellie May in the uh, Beverly Hillbillies movie. Really? Yeah. Wow, you know some stuff. I do know some stuff. None of it interesting <laughs> or good. Well, that's why we have the show. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but anyway, uh, another Blu-ray that I bought, uh, the cheapest one that Best Buy had that I thought, well, I kind of want to see that. Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. <laughs> Why would you buy that? I wanted to see it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And like I said, it was the cheapest DVD that, or Blu-ray that Best Buy had for, that, that I actually had an interest in watching. Yeah. Sweet. I'd kind of like to see it. I kind of would too. Uh, I flipped through it yesterday. I was testing out all the, uh. PS3 capabilities and everything like that, and uh, popped it in and flipped around through some chapters, and there were some uh, great Jeff Loeb lines in it. Oh. Like uh, Superman punching Lex Luthor through a wall and saying, you've been impeached. Yeah, I saw that on the commercial. <laughs> is there uh, is there like any behind-the-scenes footage <clears throat> or commentary tracks with Jeff Loeb? I don't know. I don't think so. That'd be interesting. Interesting. Maybe. Worthwhile? Probably not. Well, that's cool. And, uh, man, that thing has got, like, a ton of other shit. Like, uh, you can rent things. Like, you can rent movies. On your, uh, PS3? On, on the PS3? Really? Yeah. You don't ever, you don't even have to leave in it. Nothing is mailed to you. It's, nope. like, on there. It's on there. Wow. Yeah. Well, you do have to download it, but, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Although, Netflix is also affiliated with, uh, the PS3. And, uh, they can send you a disc. And what that disc uh, allows you to do is to watch any Netflix movie streaming on your PS3. Pretty cool. Yeah. Isn't YouTube hooked up with them, too? YouTube? Well, no, not really. But no. I mean, they're, they they have a link from the PS3 homepage or whatever. I thought I, thought I saw that on this. Yeah, and uh, Twitter. Mm. Which uh, you can follow us at Twitter at, at guttertrash underscore net. On your PS3. On your PS3 or anywhere else. Preferably anywhere else. Yeah. But I love my new PS3. It's awesome. I've got a, a big fanboy boner all day. Have you been playing video games all day? Uh, not all day. I did some coloring today. Oh, cool. yeah. I, had to, I, 
I wanted to make sure that I got that done before I uh, spent well, the rest of my day uh, just playing video games. That's yeah. admirable. Yeah. Wow, you had a total nerd day. You you colored a drawing. Yeah. You played video games. Yeah. And then recorded a podcast. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I I live the lifestyle of a of a thirteen year old with a the good job. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Good job. Yeah, job. I mean, like literally. Yeah, yeah. Job, uh, until uh, I lose my job, and then you know I'm just gonna. That'd be bad. Yeah, then I'm just gonna live my life like a 13 year old with uh, absolutely no money and uh, no spiraling debt. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that would suck. Yeah, have debt when you're 13. <sighs> so pray for me, everybody. Pray yeah. that I keep my job so I can keep up this nerdy lifestyle, <laughs> this nerdy, lonely, desperate, geeky lifestyle. Man, I'm, I'm bummed. I am bummed. <laughs> so that I thought you were about to say that was your movie pick. Was the Public Enemies? No. Okay. No, not at all. Uh, yeah, I guess I should probably uh, mention that then, huh? The, the movie, movie I want to watch. Huh? Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, no, I was just saying that you know we spent all you know the past two hours talking about Jeff Lowe. <laughs> I know it's uh, you. Hate him. Right, and how much his uh, Superman Batman stuff is awful, and how I ran out and bought the, Just, yeah, well, his movie to for the him. first Blu ray that I'm ever going to own. Yeah. <laughs> it it makes perfect sense. Perfect. In my head, somewhere mm-hmm. in there, the, the logic is flawless. Uh, spoken out loud, it's flawed like you wouldn't believe. You're just balancing your karma, you know? I guess so, maybe. You're like, I deserve to be able to yeah. shit on him. Uh, you know, if I buy stuff, yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, hey, if uh, this movie's awful, at least I can go sell it to GameSwap. That's true. Probably get you know a pretty chunk of change for it. Yeah, yeah. They buy the Blu-rays too. Oh yeah, that's where I bought uh, the Dark Knight for ten bucks. Huh? Cool. They treat me well there. Yeah, they treat me well there. Good, they're good fellows. They're good fellows. GameSwap at the Game Woodland Swap. Plaza. Do you know their address? It's in the Woodland Plaza. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. Ne- it's right next to Mavericks Comics, located at twenty three twelve East Dorothy Lane, <laughs> where trade paperbacks and graphic novels always twenty five percent off. Fantastic. All right, so the movie I'm going to pick mm-hmm. is a movie I've been wanting to watch for years now. I've never seen it. You may have seen it. I don't know for sure. Uh, I've actually owned this movie for exactly one year. Exactly. Well, not exactly. I got it for Christmas last year. And have yet to watch it. Okay. So I'm picking it. We're going to watch it. I hope it's good. I've been dying to see this for years. <laughs> Brotherhood of the Wolf. Okay. Have That's you seen sweet. it? I have. All right. Back when I used to smoke weed a lot. <laughs> so I can't remember. So you can't remember any of it. So I it's almost like you haven't seen I it. I think there's a sword and maybe some snow. That's all I remember. Okay. Well, that could be any number of movies. Kill Bill. That's yeah. Kill, I'm thinking of Kill Bill. There was some... Swords and some snow in there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. That sounds exciting. This is like the extended director's cut, so I think it may be like four hours long. Wow, really? So uh, we may have to do this next Sunday. Okay. (laughs) Sweet. Yeah. All right, then. So uh, I think we're done bashing Jeff Loeb. That was was a lot of... That was two hours of bashing Jeff Loeb. And like we've said a thousand times... We do love him. Yeah, he's good. And come back to us, Jeff. Yeah, come, come back. back. Come back to being good. And uh, I think maybe with this episode, we've this is it. This is our quota. 
We're, we're, we're never going to talk about Jeff Loeb ever again. Let's do that. All right. Until he does something really good and we Un- review it. Exactly. All right. Yeah. Or we don't have to review it if we just wound up reading it. And okay. it's awesome. We'll just right. talk about yeah. it. Other than that, this is it. This is our last mention of Jeff Loeb ever, ever again on this show. Pinky swear. All right. Here we are. We're, we're doing pinky it. Swearing. Pinky swearing. Pinky swearing. Okay. Yeah. Jeff Loeb. 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 Loeb. Jeff Loeb. Goodbye. Gutter Trash can be downloaded at www.guttertrash.net iTunes, Podcast Alley, and FeedBurner. You can also find us at myspace.com slash guttertrash underscore net, seanborn.net, and buyerbewarecomics.blogspot.com. Contact us at eric at guttertrash.net or jason at guttertrash.net. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. We'll see you next time.